Welcome to It's a Good Life, the podcast for entrepreneurs, where it's all about growing yourself and your business. Before we begin, I want to remind you about our ad-free option. Go to It's a Good Life on the Apple Podcast app. You'll see a banner under the logo to remove ads and unlock early access to episodes. It's just five bucks a month, and there's even a free trial. Either way, continue listening to It's a Good Life, and here's our man, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, Brian Buffini here with our mid-year bold predictions. We've been doing these bold predictions now for 15 years, and happy to say our track record's been pretty good. Today might be the most important mid-year bold predictions I've ever done. The market is in the midst of a significant change. The media is reporting things in such a way that is causing a lot of confusion. And I feel because so many offices now are remote, so many agents are also somewhat confused by the information that's in the marketplace. More than ever before, I see agents getting their information from the media. Now, this is nothing new. Back in the day when I'm 37 years in the real estate business, and we used to always bemoan the newspapers, remember those things? And uh, we would always say, you know, we're paying all this advertising as realtors, and the articles are so bad about real estate. Well, nothing's changed. Only today we have more sensational clickbait and a lot of misinformation and 24-hour now finance news cycles that need to be fed. And so it's hard to see the forest for the trees. So we're going to do that today. I have three points for you today I'm going to cover, as I always do. And this is a big deal. Whether you're in real estate or not, we have obviously a huge real estate audience tuning in today, but we have hundreds of thousands of people on this show today. And if you're not in real estate, real estate and construction represents 16.5% of the U.S. economy, the largest economy in the world. So it's the most important sector in the entire world economy. So when we talk about the real state of real estate, it's the real estate in the entire market. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the real state of real estate. We're going to talk about what's up with mortgages. And I have a great guest for you today, a man I've known for 20 years with one of the most prodigious resumes in the history of real estate, in my opinion, a man who's information and insight I respect enormously. And then lastly, we'll finish up today by finishing the year strong based on what you hear, based on what adjustments you need to make, what do you need to do to finish the year strong, and then ultimately set yourself up for what will be a very significantly different market in 2024 than what you've experienced in 2023. So let's talk about it. We're going to talk about what the media is saying, what your customers are feeling, and how a pro communicates. So We're going to talk right now about the media. This is the onslaught that every customer in real estate is experiencing. And that's why you'll hear buyers saying, I'm waiting till the market crashes before I write an offer. And I know you've all heard that stuff. And here's why. All kinds of different information coming from different entities. In fact, sometimes the same ones. So the Wall Street Journal, home prices posted the largest annual drop in more than 11 years. So we had an 11-year run-up in the price of homes. And this April was the first time we saw prices leveling off and actually drop down a bit. So that gives people pause for concern. USA Today, here's an article from them saying, buying a house, not now. Many Americans say as frustration over economic conditions mount. Here's go banking rates. And it says the housing market in 2023. I love this one. Prices are now so high that banks are losing money on mortgages. You know, I was like, what in the frost is that, right? But this is what people are getting. CNBC, people tune into this everyday market call. 
Okay, here's Home Depot posts worst revenue miss in about 20 years. Lowers forecast as consumers delay big projects. Another Wall Street Journal one, uh, the Fed increases are hitting small businesses the hardest. You're all small business people. What does this mean? Business Insider says people are flooding open houses and feverishly bidding on homes even after predictions of a market crash and bargain basement prices. Here's why. So it's all these different messages. Even in Canada, more economists say the Bank of Canada is poised to hike rates again real soon. So we get sensational, confused, and conflicting information. And what I want to share with you is all this information is coming every day, throughout the day. So I want to share with you first and foremost what your customers are feeling. It's very important that you know where they're at. So the first and foremost is fearful. People are fearful. You know, we all know how jacked up the culture is, how divided people feel, but people are fearful. Realtor Magazine came out, is the media keeping home buyers in a state of fear? So even our own magazine comes back and says, hey, people are being jacked up into fear. Uh, The second thing your customers are feeling is FOMO, the fear of missing out. We know that a seller in July of 2022, when their house was at its zenith, feels like they missed out that the prices have come down a little bit. And many agents, and I've certainly bumped into some lately, are pricing homes as if July of 2022 is is still today. And so there's this adjustment period. A great quote from Holly Whittaker says, Americans aren't stupid. We are, however, predisposed to herd behavior. And so your customers are like that. But unfortunately today, a huge amount of agents are like that. So agents are feeling fear. Agents are feeling the FOMO. Agents don't have an answer. They're actually listing people's properties as if it's July of 2022. The third is insecurity. A great quote says, the reason we struggle with insecurities is because we compare our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. And so well, the other thing that really confuses people is this information. If people don't agree with information, they call it misinformation. They constantly, you know, whatever you search online, you get more and more of that. You know, it's funny, a number of my employees during COVID had moved out of state. So I researched a lot online about moving out of state. Well, based on my search, what came up was every single day, like, here's why you need to leave California 10 times a day. And if if I read all that stuff, it's like, oh my gosh, the state's going over a cliff. So that produces a lot of insecurity. We're going to address a lot of that insecurity today with some fantastic information. But I also want to share with you that training and coaching and being informed is a key deal. And I want to show you a little contrast because we're going to talk right now about what pros are communicating in this market right now. And I'm going to share with you the Buffini and Company trained pros versus the National Association of Realtors. Now, I'm going to only be able to share the National Association of Realtor numbers from 2021 because it takes NAR until August of this year to be able to tell you what their agents made in 2022. We have that stuff in January, but it's still pretty accurate. So in 2021, NAR was saying that the average sales agent made $38,300. That number will probably peak above $40,000 in 2022. Now, if somebody's making $38,000, of course they're scared. Of course they're feeling FOMO. And of course they're feeling some insecurity. Now, I'm going to share with you the only verified coaching numbers that exist in the industry. And that's, we've been doing this for 27 years. We have third-party verification. But in 2022, thousands and thousands of our one-to-one coaching members earned $460,000. 
Now, I'm going to share with you what we've been giving those folks to share with their customers. I would also tell you that when you're making 460 grand a year, you're in a very different place going on a listing appointment and talking to a customer that a person perhaps who's making 38,000 is. When a person's making 38 grand and they go on a listing appointment and the person says, well, Zillow told me my house was worth 600 grand in July of last year and I, want to, I won't sell it for a penny less, the person making 38 grand a year is probably going along with that. The person making 460,000 a year is saying something different. Like, hey, let me share with you where the market is. Let me share with you what's realistic. I'd rather disappoint you tonight on a listing appointment than let you down six months from now when the house doesn't sell. So let me just give you a couple of pieces on what we've been encouraging our coached agents to communicate to their customers. First and foremost, here's a Wall Street Journal article that says that U.S. home equity hits the highest level on record, $27.8 trillion in equity. Your buyers are saying, I'm waiting until the market crashes. Many outlets are telling you the market's going to crash. Many of the Shark Tank people will tell you the market's going to crash. Lots of talking heads. It's going to be very similar to 2008. That's all I keep hearing. I want to share with you right now, I'll put up any amount of money on a bet you want, but I want to show you why it's actually a physical impossibility that we could ever return to a market like 2007, 8, and 9. First and foremost, 39% of homes in the United States are owned free and clear. Right, third of all homes, you can't foreclose on a house where there's no mortgage. Secondly, 29% of homes that have 50% or more equity. That means that 68.1% of all homes in the marketplace have at least 50% equity or are owned free and clear. So the fact of the matter is there is no market crash coming. There is no wholesale foreclosures coming. That was a totally different market, a totally different set of lending circumstances. I see this stuff repeated in the media. I see this stuff repeated in agents now that their customers are saying this to them and they have no answer. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. Well, I'm going to tell you, waiting is going to be a very bad recipe very soon. Another thing that we need to share with people is here's what's happened with the market times. You know, in July of 22, which again was the zenith of the market, the market time, days on market was 14 days. A couple of months later, it was up to 21. A couple of months later, it went up to 33. January, February, 33, 34 days on the market. That's when we started to see prices start to soften. Oh, by the way, what's happening now? Coming back down again. 29 days, 22 days. Demand is still very high even though rates have increased significantly. Are there buyers in the marketplace? Am I competing with anybody? Well, here's a little stat for you. Here's what pros are communicating. There's 3 million U.S. households that make over $150,000 a year that are still renting. It's very expensive to rent. It's becoming more and more expensive all the time. There's 3 million households, 3 million, that make over 150 grand a year that are still renting. So what that tells you is, look, there's a bunch of properties that are on free and clear or at 50%. There's no crash coming. There's a bunch of buyers still available. At market times, yeah, they went up, but they've come back down. Prices have flattened out for sure. This is not a time to be panicked or fearful or even let your customers feel the FOMO. This is a time to be a pro. And we're going to try to help you do that. And one of the ways we're doing that today is by bringing onto our program a real pro. His name is Dave Stevens. Now, some of you will be extremely familiar with Dave Stevens, and some maybe not so much. But Dave is one of the most extraordinary resumes I've ever seen in real estate. We know each other a long time. 
Dave was the president and CEO of Long and Foster, one of the largest independent real estate companies in the country. Uh, he was the executive vice president of wholesale lending at Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. So he's seen the institutional size. Uh, he was a senior vice president in charge of single family lending at Freddie Mac. Okay. He previously served as president and CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association. Knows a bit about mortgages. He's also served as the U.S. Assistant Secretary of HUD and the Federal Housing Commissioner. And then Dave now is currently the CEO of Mountain Lake Consulting and a 40-year a veteran of the mortgage banking industry. Dave, I know that's a long resume, and I didn't cover half of it, by the way, but I want to thank you for joining us. I really appreciate your insights on the market. Thanks for making time for us. Good to be with you, Brian, as always. Well, I think we want to cut through some clutter. You do a great job of giving perspective to people and uh, also letting people know, hey, we, we got some good opportunities in front of us. So let's kind of start with the big picture of what you're seeing with mortgage rates. You have a great understanding, your fingers on the pulse. What are you seeing with mortgage rates? That's the big question everybody wants to know. Yeah, I mean, I think for everybody as they look at interest rates, it's really easy to become dismayed. Um, in fact, I love your intro because you can get really confused by bad information. The Federal Reserve's uh, in, done the, one of the most dramatic increase in interest rates that we've seen in our lifetimes. What you're looking at here is a is the history of the federal funds rate. That's the 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 rate that uh, Chairman Powell's been moving most recently, going back to 1955. So we have decades of history. And the only thing I want everybody to look at the slide and realize is that every time the Fed starts raising rates, they always overshoot. They always result in uh, create a recession, small or large, and then they drop rates shortly thereafter. The gray vertical lines in this chart are recessions since 1955. This is from the Federal Reserve of St. Louis. And as you can see, the Fed, in response to trying to slow inflation of one kind or another over the decades, has started raising rates, but they always go too far, just as Powell has done this time. And so while the Fed chairman paused, uh, as you pointed out with inflation, it is dropping. Um and we think inflation is dropping faster than uh, maybe Chairman Powell thinks, uh, but uh, we will realize that when he, uh, he does uh, by stopping the increases. But all that leads you, as along with a lot of other indicators, is to realize one core reality. Rates are coming down, gang. They aren't going to be up at this level uh, much longer. We expect by the end of the year, 30-year fixed rate loans will have already begun to drop. And they will drop even further next year. What you have here is an, a copy of an article from Forbes, um, which just highlights a lot of different economists' views. Uh, the, heading off at the very top, be prepared to jump on and a dip in rates. Uh, Robert Frick from Navy Federal Credit Union. Freddie Mac's economist, Sam Cater. Rates should gently decline over the course of 2023. NAR's chief economist. Uh, mortgage rates will drop with 30 or more mortgages uh, falling progressively to 6% this year and into the mid 5% range next year. I think it's going to go lower than that, but that's fine. Now that's Lawrence Young. Uh, First American, Bank of America, uh, the Mortgage Bankers Association, Mortgage Bankers Chief Economist, Mike Fratton-Tony, one of the smartest economists in America, in my view. Our, our forecast is for 30-year mortgages to be closer to five and a half by year end. And he predicts dropping into the mid fours next year. People don't guess this. They're not making it up. They look at things like spreads between 
the two-year and the 10-year treasury, which is inverted in the 10-year and the 30-year, and things that I'm not going to bore you with. But all the economic indicators basically are screaming at market makers and Wall Street and saying, gang, rates are coming down. That doesn't mean, as you would say, Brian, you don't wait for that rate. Um, you buy the dream, the home of your dreams when you can buy the home of your dreams. You rent the rate and then you refinance it when it comes down further. But I do think that those lower rates are going to bring in an incredible wave of home buying demand as we go forward. And I'll show you in just a moment. Well, no doubt. And and also, you know, for us, one of the, the big issues that people have is there's no inventory. And one of the things I'm going to talk about today is people for the first time, I'm 37 years in real estate. I've never had a situation where homeowners were staying in their house because of the rate and not the house. And they've put off a move. They've wanted to move. They wanted to downsize or upgrade or whatever, but they're sitting on a rate in the the mid twos or the low threes, and they don't want to trade it for six. So they're going, I'm just going to stick around. So it's exasperated the inventory issues even more. And so what's going to take place, the Fed was slow to raise rates in the beginning, and they will be too long in reducing them. And that's just their history. And you show that since 1955, that's what they do. But we have to be prepared because we have to do the groundwork to get people and, and to get leads and to get buyers in the right frame of mind and, and, the, and the sellers. And like I said, you pointed out all these great people today that have the same opinion with tremendous research. It's just not highly publicized. They're, I'm right in lockstep with you. I do think, you know, I, someone says all the time that, you know, inflation is like a slinky coming down the stairs. And, you know, it's gone from eight to five. I believe the real inflation rate right now is somewhere in the mid threes, but they're not going to show that for a bit. And so they'll be a little bit behind. We know when they get to two, the rates will be four and everybody's happy. But here we go. I would love from your perspective, because you've been on not heavy on the mortgage side, but also, you know, you ran one of the biggest real estate companies in the country. What advice do you have for real estate agents, for them and for their clients right now, people who are listening to this based on your information? Well, there's a, there's, there's a great slide that I've got that talk that shows the history of home, uh, median home prices in this country. That's also from the Federal Reserve. Home prices only go up. Yes, we have short-term corrections, but frankly, that's when you should buy. I mean, if you can buy during the correction, that's your greatest opportunity. And frankly, and unfortunately, as this slide shows, whatever slowdown we may be seeing in some pockets of the country, and it's not everywhere, as you all know, in many markets, you're still standing in line and having to put in multiple offers and cash buyers are beating you to the punch. Real estate is all about supply and demand. And when you look at supply right now, we have one of the lowest inventories of resale homes on the market going back decades. This slide is uh, going back to 1999 from the National Association of Realtor, Realtors showing about three months supply on the market. You know, the good news, inventory will slowly start rising. Um, the, the National Association of Home Builders just recently announced that new housing starts hit a record high. It was it was a massive increase that just was recently announced. That's going to help bring new inventory to market. But Brian, pent-up demand is also one of these things that's an interesting thing to look at. And there's pent-up demand with buyers, and this slide's really important as we talk to that. But sellers are also holding back, as you pointed out, because they have a 2% rate. But at the end of the day, if you're a growing family and you've had another child recently and you don't have a room for that child, you're going to have to go buy a house. And if you're retired and you don't want that big house anymore, you may hold on for a while thinking, God, that 2% rate is so good. You know, 
maybe selling it into a 6% or 7% rate isn't, isn't doable. But when rates get into the fives or fours, people are going to look at that difference and go, it's time, it's worth it. I'm going to make that move and we'll see resale inventory rising. But for all of you out there who may be working with potential clients or sitting on the sidelines waiting for something, some miracles for home prices to drop even more or for, for the uh, situation to get better for home buyers, you, you better give that up. This is the distribution of everybody in the United States of America by age. It's a population distribution from zero to 100 plus. And what everybody I think in real estate knows is the median age for first-time home buyers is somewhere between age 34 and 35. I underlined 35 on this chart. If you draw your lines up to the black line above and go to the left of age 35, meaning 34-year-olds, 33-year-olds, 32-year-olds, those spikes represent the biggest wave of population ever in the history of this country to be rolling into the median age for first-time home ownership that we have ever seen in the history of America. Bigger than the baby boom generation when they started buying in the early 1980s. The millennials, which we've been talking about for a long time, are here now. And the nation is literally standing. All of you are literally standing on the front doorstep of the largest wave of home buying demand in U.S. history. And that's not guesswork. It's fact. I just showed you the data. And there are multiple slides that talk about that. Well, and we know this. There's tremendous amount of surveys have been done to say what's the number one goal, economic goal, investment goal of millennials. And it always comes back, own a home. I want to own a home. I want to own my own home. And COVID actually accelerated that even further. Yes. Because home became such a critical thing. So the truth of the matter is, we've had this, you know, very long run up. And then we ran into COVID. And I used to say, you know, when we had the toilet paper shortages during COVID, that real estate was the next toilet paper. And that sure enough happened. And it was exhausting for agents and exhausting for the market and 27 multiple offers. And we've had this little cooling period. We've gone down probably, what, a million transactions. I think the trough was a couple of months ago, the very bottom of the volume of transactions. And now what's happening is inflation has cooled. We had these such accelerated rates by the Fed. I mean, they really, they almost like in an airplane tried to stall the plane. And the demand is so strong, they still couldn't do it. They couldn't do it, you know, with rentals even. I do believe we're on the doorstep. There's people coming. It is supply and demand. Their number one goal is to own homes. Right. And like you say, there's pent up demand for sellers to move, downsize, upgrade, whatever it is, move out of state. And now they're like, once, once that delta gets to an acceptable number, it's going to hit us pretty quick. What I want to do and what we'll be talking about at the end of this show today is how to prepare in the third and fourth quarters and then ultimately what's coming in, in 2024. And we're going to get into that here in a minute with your projections. But before we get into that, one of the questions that I'm just getting peppered with a lot. And I just think your unique perspective would be great for people to hear. Obviously, we had some banks go down. You know, we've heard it's the the run on the banks. It's uh, here comes, uh, it's a wonderful life, you know? <laughs> so a lot of people are concerned about the health and well-being of our banks. What's your insight on that? Well, look, we're not out of the woods with the banking system. Um, <clears throat> Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank were unique. Um, they had investments, long investments uh, on in 30-year mortgages and other long treasuries that they thought were going to bring them a good return. What they didn't realize is as the Fed raised, raised rates, short-term rates, 
their depositors, who are big dollar depositors, demanded higher rates to be paid on their deposits. And so they ended up becoming underwater. They were earning less than they were actually paying depositors. It was a very unique scenario for Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank because they had a high concentration of large net worth depositors who demanded higher rates. But it is a problem. And what, what the, the other shoe to drop, so to speak, is commercial real estate. And there's a concern about what's going to happen as all this commercial real estate has to refinance. Uh, into uh, pretty significantly higher rates and what that'll mean to their cash flow and what we call cap rates and things of this sort. But for the, but the big banks are, are safe. The banks are FDIC insured. And really, in the end of the day, consumers should not worry as long as they're keeping their balances below the limits. Um, and while there may be some uh, fluctuations and, and perhaps a few more bank failures, not a lot, but a few more of other banks that had similar portfolios like Signature and Silicon Valley, um, we'll deal with that as we go forward. But I really think for it, as it relates to all of us in looking at real estate and looking at housing demand, it really has no relationship. Um, if anything, the bank insecurities are keeping the Fed on edge. And it's one of the reasons why they paused this last time. And it's one of the reasons I believe personally they're not going to do more increases, but that's yet to be said. Well, they, they, at the end of the day, even if they do a small one, it's going to be short term because they're going to see it very quickly. Right. I have four buildings in our campus here, hundreds of thousands of square feet. Yeah. Here's the bottom line. I have 78 employees that now live out of state. We have people come into the office three days a week. Right. We don't need all the square footage we used to need. And that's just a matter of life. And it's COVID kind of accelerated it and moved it down the path. But I think, you know, there is definitely some issues coming with commercial real estate. Other than the banking st- structure and asset, I don't think it really affects the ordinary everyday agent and it won't affect 95% of their customers. Yeah. So I think you're bang on there. Okay, here, here's the sexy part, Dave. We call this the bold predictions. You've already alluded to it. I just think you're, you know, you got a great handle on this. I think it's going to be very encouraging for people to hear this. I really don't think they're hearing this anywhere else. Give us your projections for the rest of this year and into 2024, interest rates, transactions. What do you see happening? Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to share with you some data. Um, this is a, a, a forecast looking forward on a variety of things. I highlighted existing home sales and new home sales, as well as interest rates. Um, this year is going to be a tough year. 2023, if you look at existing home sales, it's going to be about 4.2 million home sales, down from the 5 million that happened last year in 2021 and 2020 were great years too. But if you notice in the forecast, the expectation is for ever-increasing home sales. In fact, going out two years from now to 2025, it'll be a year bigger than last year. It'll line up to be the second or third biggest home sales year in American history. Um, And it's going to be fed by those demographics that I showed you um, and the low supply, which will improve enough to meet this demand, but still won't be enough, it will ensure steady home price appreciation, low single digits as we look in the outer years. People need to not focus on the here and now because the here and now is an awkward technical environment brought on by the Federal Reserve trying to control an overheated economy, which as you said, is going to turn into a slinky uh, as it heads down uh, downstairs in just a, a short bit here. 
And that's why it also leads into our interest rate forecast, which is um, ending the year at sub 6% and literally going down into the mid fours next year. And by the way, that will be complemented with a couple of Fed rate reductions in 2024, which they will have to do because they will have pushed us into a mild recession and they will be reversing course, not as dramatically as they increased rates, but they will reverse course slightly as we look into the next year. You bet. All of all of this is bullish, in my view. Yeah, it was fantastic. I mean, look, if I'm sitting here today and I'm an agent, I go, okay, our 30-year rate in 2022 was 6.6, and by the end of 23, it's 5.6, and by 24, it's 4.8, and by 25, it's 4.5. I mean, those are magic numbers. And Powell has been, if nothing, he's been consistent about this. He wants to get to 2% inflation. He wants to get the rates into 4% territory. And like I say, you've got the supply and demand. We've got that giant number of millennials, which is the core. You have employment, you have population, you have demand. And real estate has continued to become, you know, I I got a a son who's just gotten engaged and he and his fiance are looking for a house, right? So it's just, it's where it's at. It's always where it's been. I'm decades at it. You're decades at it. We have a lot of the reporters today, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but we have a lot of people who do the reporting today. It's done in a technical fashion. Many of them are in their early 20s, and they've never seen any other cycles. They've never known anything other than the last 11 years where the prices just went up. I truly believe this is great information. It is a hopeful picture. I think we've passed the bottom. We've gone from 5.1 million transactions. We're going to finish at 4.2, 4.25. That's a big drop. I mean, it's almost 20%. That's a big drop off. That's very significant. People are feeling that. Yeah. But now you can start to build them up. And it's like, buy the dream home. You're renting the rate, as you say, and then refi. You might have a year to wait. You might have two years to wait. But you're in the ballpark. Transactions are going to go back up. And then people who put off selling are going to absolutely be back in the game, wanting to put their house on the market. Absolutely. Well, Dave, it's brilliant stuff. Uh, he's Dave Stevens, and he's the CEO of Mountain Lake Consulting. And you can reach out to us if you're looking for a little bit of help from Mountain Lake on your, with, your, with your organization. These guys are fantastic. Dave, your insight is always fabulous. Thank you, Brian. And uh, we appreciate you making time for us today and our audience. It's just marvelous that we're able to bring this information to people. And for a lot of agents, I know they're going to feel hopeful. Again, I already was doing this research. And when I saw your stuff, I went, it just gave me a great night's sleep to know, okay, this is where we're headed. It all makes sense to me. And the future's looking bright and we can do well if we're a pro and approach it in the right way. Absolutely. Thanks, Brian. Good to be with you. Dave, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate you. Best of luck. God bless. Good health. And we'll see you real soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Dave. Well, I hope you found that stuff as interesting as I did. I'm also pretty enthusiastic and fired up. I encourage people to get on today's broadcast because I felt like you'd be hearing something very different than what you've been hearing. Also, different than what you're experiencing. And this is really a critical thing right now. If you really want to be a pro, you have to act different than your emotions. You also have to prepare different than your current experiences. Your current experience might be that your business is down 20%. Now, we have a lot of our clients who started the year a little bit behind who've now caught up. But maybe you're not one of those folks and you're feeling the pinch of the 20% drop in the market. But you need to understand here's what's coming. This information and how you present it, very important. So I want to thank the team, Buffini and Company, because they've moved forward our annual 
Brian Buffini's Real Estate Report. And what we've done is this report has about 10 pages in it of information on buyers, information for sellers, information on the rates, as well as this information you just heard from Dave Stevens. You can take this information, you can download it, put it on a a laptop or an iPad. Some of you will take it and repost some of it on social media. I just ask that you give credit where the information has come from. That would be appropriate. And we also have for our Canadian friends, we have a Canadian version for you. If you're listening in on the podcast, just go to itsagoodlife.com and then click on the tools and resources button and you'll get all of this content and all of these resources available to you. We want to empower you. We want to inform you. We want to encourage you so that you can encourage and empower your clients. People need to know this stuff. They need to know where it's coming from and they need to have confidence in it. And it's very different than what's going on. Now, one of the reasons for it is everything's so political now, and we'll be getting into a political season. So anything that looks like optimistic or hopeful news can't be shared by the the people who are out of power and will be poorly shared by the people in power. And so we want to give you the straight story, and that's what we're giving you here. I would also say for any of you agents that have a broker or a manager, any people who are team leaders, you want to make sure that you go to our leadership conference in Austin, Texas. It's in September 7th and 8th. The information I just shared with you changes the whole game. And I'm going to show you why. Your entire strategy as a real estate agent and as a real estate broker needs to change significantly based on the information just shared. And that's where we as a coaching company come alongside. It's great to hear that rates are going down from 6, 6 to 5, 6 to 4, 8 to 4, 5. But what do you do about it? It's great to hear all these millennial buyers are coming. What do you do about it? It's great to hear there's pent-up desire to move. What do you do about it? And I'm going to share with you right now what you need to do with it and how you need to finish this year strong, make the money you need in order to build your business for 24 and 25, which, as Dave just shared, 24 is set up to be a big comeback year more than 500,000 more transactions than this year. And 2025, 500,000 more transactions again, the third or fourth best year in the history of real estate. So I want to talk to you about what to do because the last time we ran into a super hot market not so long ago, it was very chaotic. Many people were submitting 20 and 30 offers and not getting their buyer represented and getting shut out and weren't able to take time off. And many agents, as good as the market was, were burned out. Well, I'm going to share with you today the Buffini & Company strategy that we're going to give to our members and the people we coach and the offices that we coordinate with and brokers that we have trained as mentors. This is what we're going to be doing. And it's really about focusing on the listing end of the business. And so I'm going to share with you right now how to finish this year strong and how ultimately to set yourself up for next year. So here's the first thing you need to know. It'll be a busy fourth quarter. My question is, are you ready? The vast majority of agents are just in a reactive mode. Are you ready? Now, I know Brian Buffini is often branded as the old school calls, notes, and Popeyes guy. That is true because these are the fundamentals of lead generation. Oh, where's all the online stuff? We have all those strategies for you. But like I shared with you earlier on, our average coached member makes $460,000 last year doing these fundamentals. So I'm going to challenge you to do some of the fundamentals right now. Here's the number, 38,000 versus 460. I'm just going to say this, as plainly as I can speak, if you are a real estate agent or a mortgage lender and you did not make $460,000 last year, 
you should take a half an hour and go and do a free business consultation with Buffini Company and see if coaching is a good avenue for you. If you didn't make 460 grand last year, you're missing out. You're missing out. We're doing this not with one person, not with 10 people, with thousands of people. And they're anywhere from 10 to 12 times that of their peers based on what data you research. Our number is verifiable. If you didn't make $460,000 last year, you probably need a bit of help. So come to us and find out. Now, I'm going to give you a bit of help right now. I'm going to give you a couple of resources this minute to generate some leads. So I'm going to share with you a couple of simple things you can do. It's summertime, right? It's the middle of July. So here's a little tag. This is a pop-by tag. We encourage you to go pop-by the people in your database. That was the graph we showed you a minute ago. And so it says, I've got your real estate needs in the bag. And then you go and buy a little tote bag, okay? And just pop by your customers. Go to itsagoodlife.com and click on tools and resources. And this is one of the tags you can get. Put it on a bag, go see your customers. If they're not there, drop it at their door, take a photograph of it, send them a text, just pop by to say hello. And you'll see on the bottom, it says, oh, by the way, I'm never too busy for your referrals. Here's a very popular one. This has worked for years for people. And this is call me for the latest scoop on the real estate market. Well, we've just given you the scoop on the real estate market. That's the real estate report. Some people could attach the real estate report to this. Some people do a little ice cream scooper. Go visit your favorite clients. Go visit them at their place of work. Go visit them at their home. If they're not there, leave it on the doorstep. Take a picture. Send them a text. I pop by with a little gift. Follow up with a phone call. Here's another summer pop by, which says, enjoy the sun, have lots of fun. And remember, your referrals are number one, right? Kind of corny, funny stuff. This works great. Maybe a little sunscreen, lip balm, pop by. Again, there's three tags we're giving you to go and do some pop buys face-to-face right now. Why? Because the market bottomed out about a month and a half ago. It's on the slow ascent. Time to get in the game. You can tell them just like Dave Stevens encouraged you. You know, buy a house, buy the dream home, rent the race, and refi when it comes down. Okay? Here's uh, Wendy Moore from Danville, California. I want to show you how inexpensive this stuff is. She went out and she just did our little tag that we gave you, the enjoy the sun Popeye tag, bought some copper tone sport sunscreen. Wow, SPF 70. I didn't know if they made it that high. She must serve a lot of Irish people up there in Northern California. $2.50 a piece, okay? She distributed 25 of them. So 25 bottles of sunscreen, went to see her favorite people. It cost her $63.00. She made $17,875 in commissions. Now, you start looking at the rates of return. What's the rate of return on $63 to get to seventeen grand? Okay? Uh, there's Colombian drug lords that don't have a rate of return like that, for the love of Mary. It's simple. It's fun. I know it's, it's oh, no, I'm looking for the next really sophisticated digital marketing system. And those are the same people making thirty-eight grand a year. If you want to be a winner, you got to do what the winners do. Get out and see your favorite people. Download one of the tags. Bring them a little gift. Say hello. Time to get out and about. Here's the second thing I want to share with you about finishing the year strong. Spring will become selling season once again. We have not had a typical selling season. And the selling seasons have always been very predictable in real estate. And for 50 years, spring has always been the time where people put their homes on the market. It's always been selling season. That was until COVID hit. And that's turned everything on his head since then. 
I believe you're going to see a very typical selling season. And that's why there's this pent-up demand to move. There just is. People have not wanted to leave their rate. We just talked about it with Dave. When the market gets hot again, if you don't want to be a chaos agent, you better become a listing agent. If you want to go back to being one of 27 offers, you want to get strung out and wrung out, just keep doing what you're doing and react when the market reacts. But let me say to you, that was a burnout market. That's not the way to have a sustaining career. We need to get back to the practices that would drive listings to us. And what's happening is all these people that are sitting on their rate right now will continue to sit on their rate through the rest of the year. You have to do the groundwork now. And so let me share this with you at Buffini Company. For those of you who are members, all of our coaches are really going to be focusing on this in the fourth quarter this year, making sure that everyone has the resources and tools to become a great listing agent and expand their market share. And if you're a broker or a team leader, you run a large real estate company, I encourage you to be at our leadership conference in Austin in September. But let me say this, the key for you is market share. And the only way to have market share is to have your agents generating listings. It is crucial. If you want to participate in the rebound that's coming without it burning you to a crisp, you got to become a listing agent. This is an example. This is one of the resources we're going to give you right now. We're going to give you right this minute. It's three reasons to speak with your real estate professional today. Have you thought about selling? And then some cool data and some cool information, just like we shared with you. So again, go to itsagoodlife.com and click on tools and resources. Those Popeye tags are there. That listing uh, marketing piece is there. And also, that's where you can get a free business consultation with Buffini Company. If you're making less than 460 grand a year, I don't know how to make it more plain. Some of you are struggling. Some of you have really bit hard. Your lifestyle went up in 21 and 22, and now you've had a 20% drop off. If you're not making 460 grand a year, look, come and find out what we do. We'll give you all this stuff to get going, but it's probably time to get a coach. And so do a business consultation. Whether you get a coach or not, it'll be one of the best investments of an hour you've spent in your business, period. The call won't last that long, but the fact of the matter is they'll do an assessment with you. They'll ask you a bunch of great questions, help you think about your business different, and then we'll find out if where you're at is a good fit for what we have. The last thing I want to encourage you here today is to get your business in shape. Get your business in shape. Here's the Fab Four. This is the criteria by which we measure the success of our customers. Number one, more referrals. Number two, more sales. Number three, more income, which means you're not spending all of what you make. And number four, time off. I'll say them again. More referrals, more sales, more net income, more time off. That's the criteria by how we measure how you're doing in our system. I think that's the criteria of how you need to measure yourself. Are you getting more referrals? Are you making more sales? Are you creating more net income? And are you taking more time off? The goal is we don't want you to just make 460 grand a year. We want you to make 460 grand a year and beyond while living a good life and having a business and a bit of balance at the same time. So what have we shared with you today? We covered the real estate of real estate. And sure enough, here's all the headlines. And all those headlines are going to keep popping off. That's why we have to market, communicate, mail, email, talk to our customers, pop by our customers. We have to use the resources. You members, you got to use all the resources we're giving you in order to inform your customer. Go and get the real estate report. Go and start sharing that with your customer, okay? We're going to start sending you more and more great stuff, okay, in order to prep the groundwork, especially for listings. 
The second thing we covered, we did an update with Dave Stevens and What's Up With Mortgages. And again, that's a man who's around this business 40 years. Brilliant insight. He shared with you the historical perspective and he shared with you the modern aspect of his up-to-date research. He's on everybody's board. And so he's getting data from all sources. And I trust him implicitly. It confirms what I've been getting from Dr. Lawrence Yoon, the chief economist at NAR. It confirms what I've been getting from Bob Barr, the chief statistician at Wells Fargo. And all the other resources I have available to me, including the thousands of people we coach. And um, I'm certainly, I, this my entire company, we're taking our entire focus and shifting it. We'll be shifting our coaching. We'll be shifting our training. And we'll be shifting our resources into the fourth quarter to hit the ground running, to finish the year strong, and then to ramp up for a great spring selling season. And uh, my goal is that by this time next year, all of our customers are in a spot where their year's already made. So we want to finish that year strong. So uh, as I mentioned, it's a goodlife.com, tools and resources. You've got your business consultation is there. The free pop-by tags are there. The real estate report is there. And the three reasons to speak to your real estate agent today is there. Also information on that leadership conference. If you're not a broker or manager, talk to your broker or manager. You're going to want the leader of your company to be trained in what's happening with the market and how to adjust. Well, I've come at you with a lot of stuff today, but I will tell you this. Overall, I have not been this excited and fired up in a very long time. I really believe we're getting to a beautiful place where it's going to be really good for consumers. It's going to be really good for buyers who want to buy, sellers who've been wanting to move, rates that come back down, and for real pros that take their time to build the relationships, do the groundwork, and get those listings. And when the market comes back flying, let me tell you, it's a lot easier when you're sitting on the inventory. And so that's my hope and prayer for all of you. Real estate's a great business. This has been a bit of a tough year, and I'm excited to see that 2024 and 2025 is going to be so strong. I've seen the projections Dave was talking about for 2040 and 2050 on where prices are going. Let me tell you, now is the time to buy. Now is the time to invest. Now is the time for you to invest in yourself as a real estate professional. Get the help you need to prepare to finish the year strong so you can have a great 2024 also. Well, hopefully this bold predictions has lived up to its billing. I hope you've learned a lot. I hope you're enthusiastic and fired up for what's to come. I hope you come and get a business consultation and find out if Buffco's right for you. We'd love to help you get to the level of that 460 that we've taken so many thousands of people to last year. Thanks for joining me today. I hope to see you again real soon. God bless. May the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time. 